0: I'm going to jump to the, uh, cut to the chase here on the beginning of it. First of all, let see, how many of you are directing cameras on Sunday morning? Everybody directing cameras on Sunday morning? None of you are directing, some of you, you don't direct a camera on Sunday morning. So what, so what do you think directing is? I'll Put you on a little bit on the spot. Oh, no, that's okay. All right, well, we'll walk through that. We're gonna, we're, we're, and this, this is going to cover a little bit more than maybe what you in, ha, have anticipated. But when we talk about directing, uh, let's let's get some ideas on paper here. What it, what is directing? I mean, what what do you think directing is? Some of you, uh, media guys, even communications. What is directing? Communicating mm-hmm. with all of your cameras to come to an end result of putting all the different shots together. on Yeah. That's good. Anybody else? We've differentiated it two different ways. So we've got a director and a producer on Sunday. So the producer is in charge of everything that happens in the room for the people in the in-room experience. The director is in charge of everything that's not necessarily in the room, meaning all of the video stuff, all of the graphics, all of that's stuff. good. They're yeah. controlling all of the things, even though that's then shown on IMAG in the room, and there's some overlap there. But for us, it it kind of differentiates our two teams. They communicate obviously back and forth over com but that's the way Mm -hmm. we kind of divided roles to keep. Anybody else? Well, so what is directing? Well, if we go to page two here, the whole point is to get you on page two and to get you to the media disciplines matrix. When you're directing on Sunday, you'll see on the left a typical worship service, pre-service, opening, songs, welcome, song, testimony, (coughs) baptism. I'm just kind of through some things in there that you might, may or may not be doing. The point is, though, that you have eight different disciplines that are running uh, concurrently with this. Streaming, IMAG, broadcast, graphics, broadcast audio, lighting, stage background, some of you have LED back wall backgrounds, maybe. Uh, house audio, all of those things come together and have an effect on what you're doing. Even if all you're doing is directing cameras, which most directing is usually um, associated with that, because I think the title of the breakout, this is not the title I gave them, but they, they called it video directing. But the point is you're directing video, but you're directing multiple disciplines, not just uh, uh, directing a camera and, and camera changes. Um So when we talk about that, we need to, you know, dig a little bit deeper and say, well, you know, how are we managing all this stuff? Because uh, I can't tell what's going on with this one and this one all at the same time. Uh, What am am I gonna do? So we're gonna, now this media chart here, if you want to, you could use this if you wanted to, to... um, Plan, do some planning where you plan what is happening in the various disciplines. Now we'll get that into that a little deeper, but this whole process today, this whole class today, is going to uh, go down the road of organization. Now, Phil Cook, Phil Cook and I talk, even talked about this, but the, what you do, uh, a lot of what you do, has to do with being organized, not so much the. Uh, actual camera directing. Now, the art of camera directing is very important. and very I'm very passionate about that, but if you don't have any infrastructure, you don't have anything, you're just, you know, just shooting from the hip, and we don't want to shoot from the hip. Uh, you'll drive everybody else crazy uh, shooting from the hip. Do you like your boss to shoot from the hip with ideas and things he wants done? No, neither do your volunteers. So anyway, this could be a format, I'm not saying you use this literally as it is on this page, but you could use this as an idea for planning your services and planning how you react to services. In fact, if I was sitting in a meeting with the people who are, you know, pastor and music director and all that, and they're saying, hey, here's what we're gonna do on Sunday. It's important to have this out and say, how does this affect broadcast audio or lighting or what, what do these other disciplines need to know? And so you don't just write it down and then later go, oh, wow, we forgot about how it affects so-and-so. And, and there may be other disciplines you would add to that. Now we're going, the first thing we're gonna do on page three is take a deep dive down a dark road. A deep dive down a dark road. We're gonna call this Impediments to Excellence. And uh, the reason, and by the way, you'll notice I'm not doing a PowerPoint. This is your document. This is your document to write notes on. This is your document to, or throw away. (laughs) But whatever it is, this is your document to take with you. For me to point at a PowerPoint, Is ridiculous. I want you looking at what's on the page there and to take that home with you. So let's look at uh, impediments to excellence, disorganization. Something is wrong if every Sunday has a surprise or you're making last minute changes. You don't have a plan in place by midweek. And some of you may push back on that a little bit. I can understand that. That doesn't mean it's You should push back, but I can understand your situation. Volunteers are unmotivated, sloppy, or don't show up. Now, I'm just telling you, since I left Bellevue, I work with a lot of churches. A lot of them are smaller than than the metro churches. This is pervasive. This is, I'm just telling you, every one of them is struggling with this. But there's more. Deficient directing. Not understanding the pace and rhythm of music. How many of you in here are musicians of some ilk? Okay, That is a huge benefit to shooting music. Now, you don't have to be a musician. You have to at least be some sort of aficionado of it though. The, um, not understanding the pace and rhythm of preaching. Preaching is music, absolutely it's music. It ebbs and flows. It has an arc to it. It has a beginning and end. It has uh, mountain peaks and valleys. And how you react to all of that matters. Chasing a special shot. I just threw this in for fun. But chasing a special shot at the expense of coverage. One of your primary jobs in, in just video production is just covering what's going on. Showing people Bob is speaking. Not Here's Bob with the lights going through, his, you know, back of his hair and look at that nice shadow on his, that might have a place at some point, but just showing people the coverage is what the news people call it, providing coverage. Uh, the other is staying safe with wide shots that don't communicate. So the guy that came in here taking pictures a minute ago is a zoom lens, why? Because wide shots are not interesting. Now, a close-up of me may not be interesting, but close-ups are interesting, and they communicate. Uh, the other is too much blitz and glitz, which is why I talked about the lights hitting somebody in the hair or whatever, you know. Uh, some guys, I've seen some directing, it looks like a cat walking across a switcher, and it, it's blitz and glitz, and can't we do cool things with cameras? And if you look at some of these music videos, they're very well done. And let's face it, they're selling a little bit of the blitz and glitz in that. I mean, the lighting, I mean, the lighting today is uh, uh, with the moving lights and that sort of thing. There is a certain amount of that, and where that edge is might depend on your church culture. It's not for me to tell you that you've got too much of it, but you need to ask the question, are we communicating the gospel or we're just communicating how cool the lights are? Um, The next one is poor camera placement. Uh, Number one, number one, number one, and probably is number two and three and four before you even get to five is no camera in the center at eye level. If you look at Bellevue now, they've got four cameras down there. One on a PTZ and three hand-operated cameras. Why? Because the just about every auditorium In fact, let's just say it. Every auditorium is built around the center of the room. If you had a VIP that was coming to church, where would you put him? Usually in the middle. Now, you wouldn't put him in the back of the room maybe where the camera is, but for sure you'd have the middle seat. Um, The other is sacrificing good coverage for extreme or infrequently used camera angles. I see this a lot where people will... uh, Well, we, we only have three cameras, so we'll put one in the center and then... We'll put one on this wall over here and one on this wall over here. Well, all they're shooting is windows and exit signs. And occasionally they get a good shot of the piano player or the organist, depending on the style of church you're in. Uh, We push people toward putting multiple cameras in the center, close-up, medium shot, wide shot. Um, You can do some varieties, but you, you sometimes paint yourself into a corner and you spend all that money for the camera and you're not really making the most of it. Uh, the other is inadequate lighting, and I just see this all the time. Uh, no priority for the, uh, as to, you know, you got to light the pulpit first and foremost, you got to light the music. Um, insufficient light levels for the camera. They have people shooting in the dark, and just the camera's struggling. Why doesn't the video look good? Well, the camera, the lens is wide open, the gain's cranked up. Uh, unflattering light angles. I've seen People with too steep of lighting, and now you got shadows under the eyes. Um, then uh, also, at the pulpit especially, we need to light all the way around, back, front, sides, and um, we. I could spend an hour on that. We're not uh, inconsistent light levels or color. Uh, why is it bright over here and dark over here? I, I went to one church the other day, and and they didn't hire us to finish their lighting out, but I think, you know, I sold them some cameras for what that's worth. And uh, But it was all Licos, or or, or uh, ellipsoidals for some of you, and it was nothing but pools of hot spots everywhere. Uh, it just looked awful. You know, you had some guy, one guy looked like he's you know, you know, on fire, and the next person is in the in the dark. So anyway, uh, let's. Oh yeah, and one last thing. Weak audio. Some guys take a feed from the uh, uh, house audio board. No broadcast mix. Uh, not understanding gain structure, compression, or overall levels. I'm just telling you that's. There's some good guys here that can help with that if you want to learn more about that, but. Some people really ultimately do not understand what kind of levels you need for streaming. So what is zero VU on streaming? Is that the same thing as zero VU on your, on your meter? What DBV, DBU, uh, what are all of those things mean? What is the correct level? Uh, we could spend an hour on that topic. We don't have time to, but I'm just saying, broadcast audio is very, very important. And why would I say that? Well, ultimately, you may not like to know this because we all work in a video medium. But really, it's radio with pictures. Think of it as radio with pictures. If we don't have audio, we don't have anything. We have zip. We have pretty pictures. And so we have got to get the audio right. It's not an audio class, but uh, we've got to get the audio right. The other last thing I would just tell you is that if people are noticing your work, they're not noticing the message. And if, you, if, if this is about you and this is about your uh, blitz and glitz, and let's, let's face it, uh, some of that is necessary because you're trying to keep people's attention and you're trying to make it interesting visually. But if you don't have any good content, it's not going to matter. So let's go on to the, the thing that holds it all together on the next page. And that is the text script. Now how many are familiar with tech scripts? I know you you are yes you are. Yeah. <laughs> all right, tech scripts hold everything together. Now Planning Center's got some really great resources it shows you the order service. You want to hear every song, you want to download the music, blah blah blah. you can get all those resources tell you who all the volunteers are, how they're scheduled and that's great. There's not a tech script though. Now Bellevue started loading, on some song, well, I think it's just happening over time, but they will take each song. Like if you look up a certain song, the text script for that song is stored there. So if you wanna put a big tech script together, you can just pull all those in and make one big one. And uh, so that's very cool. But the point is, is that it's a common document for all tech disciplines. It's linear, there's no repeats. You don't, it's not like looking at music. Are we, is that the, are we taking the first ending or the second ending? Oh, we're skipping the second ending. We're adding a measure. Oh, well, you know. Uh, there's a place for notes. Minimize the surprises. It's in a lyric form, and the spacing gives you a sense of phrasing and pacing. And this can be applied to sermon notes as well. Don't I don't have any sermon notes in here, but if your pastor gives you sermon notes, depending on what grade and level he does it at, you can get a sense of your story arc and your... Like, for example, every sermon is roughly built the same way. I mean, they, they, especially in Baptist churches, they read scripture, then they then they expand on that. They'll usually illustrate, tell a story. You know, Here, here's what happened to me. Here's what my kids did this week that was dumb or something. Then the last thing they do is they apply it to your life. Every sermon is built that way. Every point is built that way. And then the overall sermon is built that way as well. You can apply uh, your notes and graphics to that kind of story arc. You just kind of have to understand how it's built, so that when he's telling a story, maybe that's a time when you take your floor camera and say, "Hey, get me a reaction of somebody laughing or or listening." Like you know, now they're not going to be listening a whole lot during the. Uh, exposition of the sermon, they'll, they react to stories. So you have to know that, you know, so when you're telling your visual story, they, people react to it. Um, uh, it's a funny thing. You can even put the camera on the congregation and just let him preach the whole sermon. And you just watch people. As soon as he starts into a story, they'll all perk up. People like stories. But I I digress, the the text script holds it together for video sound, lighting that you see here. And the whole idea is that during your rehearsal, everybody's got one of these. You can refer to, well, let's go to the next page. You can refer to line numbers. You can tell people to write notes, to scratch things out. This document here was done in Microsoft Word and I have Microsoft Word on my iPad and I made all these notes that you see just using the, the pen in my, on my iPad. Now we have line numbers, we have space for notes, we have formatting, uh, spacing, it's linear. We also have camera numbers and shot numbers. So let's talk about that a minute and we're, we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this but I just wanna get you this idea in your head. On the next page you'll see shot sheet examples Uh, This is very anal uh, if you're that kind of director where you want everything defined, so just keep that in mind, but literally every camera shot is marked out for these guys. And um, they have a lot, it has a benefit to it, it's very structured, it's, you can go very fast because the intercom conversation is cut uh, down, Uh, it's a little bit less stressful uh, they do need to be able to see it. You might need a script light. Uh, there's some di- disadvantages, pretty rigid, and if somebody makes an error, the errors tend to cascade, unless you're quick on your feet and you can recover. Sometimes what I've had to do when I've, had, when I've done it this way, and you say, well, and let me tell you why I did that, but first is you can recover from it. You just have to know what to do. When somebody blows a shot, you just write it off. Go to the next one. Pick it right back up. because Don't try to, well, I'll just direct these cameras around and bring them back in. No, just skip it. Go to the next, just go to the next shot. Just do it. Just move there, and you'll be a lot better off. Now, you're going to say, well, why would I need to do something like this? God, this looks like he, everything you're telling me. is just looks, uh, it looks like a lot of work, and I don't know if exactly if that person's singing at that time. And yes, you do have to attend rehearsal or listen to the music and know these things. Or berate the music director and say, tell me what is happening here. Walk me through the song. And, but the advantage of it is that you can move very fast. The, and it's great for songs that have a, uh, especially what I call a long hair number, maybe it's a classical piece. Those are really difficult to shoot. It can be really helpful for that. But it can also help you on the contemporary music. But I would say the contemporary music is a shade more spontaneous. So let's go to the next page, page seven. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah? In this current shot sheet, the one we were just looking at, have you also communicated to the camera ops? Are they pushing, pulling, panning, or is it a static shot? <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll see a shot 85 down there, chest up, push, on cue, out of focus. Got it. So, uh, and sometimes they'll write notes because when I go over this with them, I'll say, camera two, camera two you'll, you'll be pushing on this or whatever, you know, uh, that maybe I'll left that off this sure. note here. And sometimes you can make that call on the spot because you've got, regardless of how you approach, well, we're going to talk about it just a little bit. Let me get into that. So there's three types of shooting scripts. There's fully scripted, which is what we just looked at. And that's very rigid. We know about that. And it has its place. It's not for every song, but it has its place. The other is zone defense. That's what I call it. Each camera has a zone to cover based on camera assignments or a style sheet. We're going to talk about that too. But it requires the camera operators to make decisions on the spot. Uh, The grid system, system, uh, the the NFL uses this uh, for what it's worth, but it works like this is that let's just say that you have um, camera one's close up, camera two's medium, camera three's wide. I'm just going to use that as a scenario, but, and we're going to call that setup A. Setup B, camera two is tight on a soloist, camera one is wide, and camera three is on the choir. Just to make, a setup B. And then you may have C and D and E. And you call these setups, in the middle of the program based on where you are. It's like pre-assigning them to a zone. You haven't called the camera shot yet. You've just moved them there without saying, because the other the side of it is if I got six cameras, camera three in the choir, camera one choir left, camera two, I got to read off every, where I want every camera to be. So the grid system allows you to instantly assign them to a place. Of course, hopefully whoever's on the air is paying attention to their tele-light and waits, but... <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, and by the way, if you have a question on any of this, feel free to interrupt. I, I, I'll have to admit I'm, I'm pushing on with this pretty quickly. Um, under Directing Helps, you'll see a, a long list there about attending rehearsal, learning music, um, pre-visualizing this, this whole service. And when I say pre-visualize, it's not just like, you know, uh nom um, um, um let see, that's a, okay. Now, write it down, write it down. You will find train wrecks if you write it down. Okay, I hear the intro of the song, that's camera two. Oh, and then he does this, that's camera one. And then, oh, wait a minute, I got, I thought camera's out of position. I can't get back to there, or I've got matching shots you know, write it down and walk through it. And, I, yeah, it takes you a little bit of time, play the music and just visualize. It also gives you a sense of pacing. Um, I'm not going to read all of these, but I do want to challenge you on something, those of you who are camera directors. Now, we're talking about the art now. We're going to come back to organization. We're going to talk about the art for just a second. And that is to direct your service with cuts only. Don't touch that fader bar. And you say, well, why would I want to do that? I mean, sometimes it's jarring. Yeah, that's right. That's why I want you to do it. Because you're going to find out that if you put a cut in the wrong place, it looks ugly. If you put a cut in the right place, it works. And so we will talk about... uh, if. I don't know that we'll get into it because I'm not sure we'll have time, but musical phrasing is not all that, is not the only thing that we're talking about when we talk about you know making camera transitions. Because a lot of people will think, well, I'm using cuts only, I'm gonna cut on every beat. Boom, 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 cut, cut, cut. It's not always true. And I have a sample of a song, we're probably not gonna get to it, but you will have some song, if you know music, that maybe the two beats prior to that bar, they they sing, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Well, so do we cut on the da, the last on beat one? They're already in the middle of the phrase. Now you cut it, think of it this way, cut at the breath when they breathe. It's a great way to get a sense of where a cut goes. In fact, I should have put that in the notes. You ought to write that down, cut where people breathe. And, or transition, but the idea is that if you're doing a dissolve, you want the dissolve to be done, gu- done when they start to sing the next phrase. You don't want to dissolve as they're singing the next phrase. <laughs> Does that make sense? And that, now that's the art of it, Say, well, Jim, what does that look like? Well, we, I can get me a piano and I can play a couple of phrases for you, but you want, it, it, you know, they, they hold their note, dun, they take a breath, you start your dissolve, and then they breathe in, and when they uh, start to sing their next note, you're already there on that camera shot. Now, some of it depends on the pace of the song. Cuts can still work. The more contemporary it is, there's a little more latitude to kind of be, hey, we're cool and we're cut you know, and and, and we're moving things along, you know, so there is, there is a, 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 depending on the song, it can be interpreted a little bit differently. You don't have, to. in fact, I will just tell you, if you hit every phrase the way I'm talking about, it, it can be a little bit boring, so you have to be wise about how you choose to make all those transitions. I'm not trying to throw it under the bus. Here's the deal. You follow the rules first, and once you kind of get that down, then you can break the rules. But you can't break the rules till you know the rules. And so that, that was, that's a rule that I would, I would enforce is about how we make those transitions. What, by the way, when does this class end? Is it, is it 11.45 or 12 or 12.15? 12, it's not 12.15, I think it's gonna be it. Uh, y'all look that up while I'm looking at my next note. Of course, all of you are probably having pre-production meetings. So you meet with your crew ahead of time. Um, And I would even, I even sometimes would play music off my phone or whatever so that they could hear. If many times the camera operators are not there for rehearsal. Sometimes they just need to get a sense of what the, they don't, you may not have to play the whole song for them, but they gotta get a sense of it. So they get it in their head. Uh, Just cause you know it doesn't mean they do. Um, How to communicate during a shoot. This is big. Of course, you need to make directions clear and concise, use the same words and phrases, use shorthand, milliseconds count, but the command sequence is, is, is prime. You give the camera number, the direction or shot number, the action, and then you say, ready, take, dissolve, whatever it is. So, and be incredibly consistent with it, because here's what happened, I mean, I'll never forget that this. this happened one Sunday, and I don't remember what it was, and, it, and the director said, I need a close-up. And then he kind of paused. And camera two. Well, by then, we had four close-ups. Because everybody, man, they, they were trying to they were trying to make the director happy. But if you say, you say, camera two. Well, first of all, now you've eliminated everybody else. Hey, I'm on one. I don't, have to, I, I don't care what he's going to say next. No. Camera two. And, uh, close-up, pastor, push. Whatever, ready to take to, and or dissolve or whatever, um, whatever you need. Also, here's one thing I got from preschool teacher, my wife. This is this is this is subtle, but it's but it's big. Don't tell people what you don't want them to do. Tell them what you do want them to do. It's a, it seems like a small thing. Unless, unless there's safety involved, I guess, uh, it really, uh, or some real obvious thing like, yeah, you know, you know uh, but you could say, don't zoom in on the pastor when, you, when he walks up, or you could say, wait till the pastor walks up, or something like that. I think the example I use is don't swing over to the associate pastor versus wait for the associate pastor to walk on. Try to give positive directions. That seems subtle, but my wife was, uh, she's directing, uh, she's doing preschoolers, and they're marching. She had, she'd always have a march to the Marine Corps hymn or something, which is hilarious. I uh, got these little preschoolers doing that. But there'd be a mud puddle ahead. If she said, if you tell them, don't step in the mud puddle, all the boys will step in the mud puddle. If you tell them, walk around the mud puddle, they'll all walk around it. Your camera operators are the same way because they're acting very, you know, from from the gut, from the heart. And so you want to tell them what to do, not what not to do. Um, so the other, with, last one, visual interpretation. There's a lot written here. You can read it all. But basically, you should be able to explain why you're changing camera. I mean, why? What are we doing? And I will tell you, if you'll watch musical films whether they're done in the 60s or the 90s doesn't matter or the 2020s it doesn't matter when they were done it's very consistent you watch how Hollywood directs uh, musicals and how and first of all it's all cuts uh, you don't see a dissolve anywhere they had to figure out where to put that cut secondly is every cut makes sense it, she either shows you something you needed to see or leads the scene somewhere where it needs to go. It's not just because we're bored. And I see a lot of, I see a lot of directing as, why would you change cameras? Well, i tired of camera too. Well, either you need to do something more, you know, sometimes you don't have much choice if you don't have it like two cameras. I mean, let's face it, there's not much to do there. But try to make it purposeful, listen to the sermon or the music or whatever, and try to make it agree with that. Go along with it uh enhance it uh but I'm not gonna go into a lot of detail about that um the so what what time did you see on the eleven, 11, 11 what eleven fifty so i have got a forty five seconds so uh <laughs> This would be a good now. I've got some IMAG do's and don'ts. I've got a thing in here about control room discipline, uh, which uh, we I can go a little bit further with some of that. Some of the who's everybody doing IMAG? Everybody doing putting cameras on IMAG? Yeah. Well, there's some do's and don'ts. My biggest pet peeve. I'll just cut to the bottom line on that is. Don't show wide shots on the IMAG if you can avoid it. There's no point. I mean, why? I mean, I got head to toe to the pastor. I can see the pastor head to toe just as clear. Why, why would I want to look at the screen? Now in Bellevue, it's a real issue because you're 100 feet away, and uh, the the screen. If you're in the balcony, the screens matter. I mean, you don't have church hardly without the screen. So now even a medium shot in that instance works, but I'm just saying that wide shots on iMag are just why we're doing that. Uh, now you can read all the other things, but uh, you will find that helpful. Um, control room discipline, uh, two things I want to say about this. I'm, I'm gonna summarize because of time. One is sloppy, sloppy work getting ready for the service to start. Everybody's socializing. Church is a social organization. I mean, people are going to socialize, but before the service starts, we really need to tighten it up. And we don't need to be, uh, you know, having big conversations about things because you're going to miss starting the recorder or you're going to miss the IMAG announcement or the roll-in or the whatever. You really have to concentrate. Things can also go awry when people start saying during the production, doesn't Bob's hair look strange? Uh, What's wrong with that camera? These are things that'll take, it doesn't matter what's wrong with the camera. (laughs) Fly the plane, so to speak. You keep going because the engineer can either work on the camera or you can quit using it, but don't get lost trying to fix camera two because it looks blue or something like that unless it's something quick and easy. Famous crash, Eastern Airlines crashed in Florida in the 70s. I think yeah, it was 7, what was 727. So why did they crash in the Florida swamp? Because all three pilots in the cockpit were worried about a light that burned out and they were all trying to fix it. Flew the thing right into the swamp. Don't get lost on something that will take you off the main thing. Um, of course, preparation is the key, being organized and that sort of thing. So uh, you, will, you will see that there is a lot of things in here to help you with that. Um, so anyway, intercom, mic's off, uh, no food and drink, 10 minutes prior, no socializing, the director needs to prepare everybody, and that's what your whole job is as a director, is to get everybody. If you're not directing, even if you're the producer, the whole point is to prepare people and get them ready with information. Uh, usually it's pertinent information, and some of it is the hardest thing you ever do, the hardest thing you ever did in communication is getting information out of the out of music office or a pastor's office. It's a struggle. It's not going to get any better. You've got to be very proactive about it. Ask lots of questions. And I guess one other thing that goes along with that is um, this happens here. It happened to me. It probably happens to you. We do Sunday every week. And it starts becoming the redheaded stepchild. And, well, we do Sunday. We, We can do Sunday. And yeah, I don't know what they're doing for that song on Sunday, but we'll, we'll figure it out. And Sunday is game day. It's the most important thing you're doing all week. Put your effort into that. Don't let up on that. And that's why if you create a good structure and you have good habits of always saying, hey, I'm going to walk through this and I'm going to nail all this stuff down as much as I humanly can. And then that helps everybody else, because if you keep asking the minister of music every week about this or that or the pastor or whatever, it'll pay off in the long, you may not get there right away, but it'll pay off in the long run. And that will, that discipline, I mean, what did we hear from Phil Cook today? We're talking about those habits, those disciplines, those deadlines. Deadlines are important. When I worked here in communications, I'm telling you, deadlines was everything. And, and if you miss a deadline, it doesn't get printed. It ain't happening. <laughs> so you we we would have Sunday bulletin, but we didn't we didn't turn it in on time. That's or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Well, Sunday, well, you can kind of you can do a, a, a poor job and, and get by with it, but don't do that. Create a structure and a discipline with deadlines and it will pay off dividends. So so there's right brain, left brain. So we're, we're going to be organized. We're going to have these structures. And by the way, let me, let me take you to, um, in the back, there's a thing called resources, part of the organization. Uh, page 13 is directing shorthand. Use the same words over and over. Don't mix and match. Today we're saying ready, or we're saying standby, or we're saying, hey, I'm coming to you. Uh, what is it? Uh, the other, page 14, uh, developing a style sheet for your cameras and your shots, and then um, and how you direct the service, how you direct each part of it. These are samples, examples, examples, and you don't have to use them, but the high, in fact, not everything is listed, but you can do this for every position. And I highly recommend it. Then you can hand that to volunteers. That's a great way. Because volunteers want to know what's expected of me. I'm only going to be here for an hour on Sunday. What am I supposed to do? I've been doing other stuff all week long. And now you want me to come in here and do this? Yeah, just sit Yeah, just, you know, you know, just, just hit enter every time they sing the end of that line. Great. I've seen guys freak out over that, or gals. So that... That would help, there's a checklist, there's job descriptions. All of those things help your volunteers engage and be ready. So with that, uh, do we have any questions other than when's lunch? <laughs> I went over that really, really fast. I apologize for being late, but do you have any, if you have any questions, we can always talk in lunch, okay, if you want to. But if you have any questions that that you think can be interesting to the group, I'm more than willing to. I don't want to hold everybody up so we can all break, I guess, but uh, have you ever dealt with uh, two directors uh, for streaming and one for IMAG? Yeah, if we had three directors, uh, there would be an IMAG director, a production director, and a streaming director. But the production director guy, run. <laughs> he's, he's a real maker for all of them. By having job descriptions and patterns, though, there's very little direction he has to give. The biggest issue that ran ran into was the production director and IMAG not stepping on each other. The IMAG guy really needs to watch out for what the production guy is doing, because uh, there were times when we would say, hey, on, on IMAG, take camera two and hold it, while we go to camera six on the end of a song. So. It, you know, there is that coordination, but that's the production director's call, not the IMAG director's call. But that's all part of, you can organize it differently, but that is, they're directors, but somebody's gotta be at the top. Somebody's gotta be making the final call. And sometimes you can also do it with a producer in the room who says, "Uh, I'll let you guys take care of that. Producer guy will watch that and help the streaming guy you know the streaming guys kind of really involved and in, could be really involved in a, a very direct way but it just it's just a matter of what level you want to get on you know we've changed trying to keep everything close for iMag but there are times that uh, just feel like we need to just establish some shots you know for the streaming uh, side of things so. well and then then you get into the electronics of how you want to set up your switching arrangement if you need a wide shot maybe you need a direct input for your wide camera into the streaming switcher. Um, if you're thinking that way though, you're way down the road over most people. And uh, so that, but that that is important. The way Bellevue does it is even more complex, uh, but basically everybody has at their switcher all the sources. And so those systems that I've been a part of that we've built it that way on, intentionally. But Yeah. Any other questions? Okay. Well, anyway, thank you for coming to the breakout session. And uh, it's a pleasure to be a part of this with you.